0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics podcast. My name is Imran Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. Hi, I'm Threshi Goodwardner. I'm a cardiology registrar, subspecialising in intervention. And it's not just us two this week. It's not a takeover. We actually have some guests with us. Uh, please yes. do introduce yourselves.
1: All right. OK, so I'm, I'm Bethan Arnold, a.k.a. Bethasillin, a.k.a. the other Bethan, <laughs> the non-OG <laughs> Bethan, or a bargain bucket version oh, of Bethan John, oh. if you would prefer.
2: No, no, no. <laughs>
1: okay. Hi, I'm Natalie Vassalouvis.
3: I'm not Twitter famous enough to have any aliases. So that's just my name. Um, and I work in vaccines.
0: Oh, vaccines. Now that is uh, very uh, up to date kind of mm. in the media right now. You must have loads of questions about vaccines. I try to um,
3: avoid them at all costs, unless, <laughs> I, you know.
0: <laughs> unless you're directly asked. Yeah, So uh, tell us about the vaccines. But- <laughs> There what I do know.
3: you think about vaccines with children? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, vaccines with children or what? <laughs> what do you, what,
2: exactly. yeah, what
3: do you think children. about the children? Is that what not do you
4: think the best about the children?
0: Way.
3: <laughs> they're loud.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Especially well, when they're mine. You can't. You can't. just, You know, the children's is one of those things you have and you just can't give them back. Like you know, they're there now. What do you do?
4: Yeah. Oh, you know. Well, anyway. su-
3: supposedly, sort of grow grow them t- oh, no. tend to them but it's oh, it's no. hard especially oh, no. in the last um couple of years in the last year and uh, homeschooling was an experience that i am not interested in repeating
0: oh did you not so were you not able to send your kids to school like i was able to do that as a, a key worker even no though I we were
3: we were both my husband my husband's a gp mm. he and i qualified for key worker status but we decided to keep them home because um when they brought in child care bubbles, my my mom was doing a lot of kind of helping with the kids. Mm. Um, so, and she was, she's vulnerable. Mm. So we decided to keep them at home and I was working from home most of the time. Um, so I kind of, it was, it was, it was harder the first time around when my kids, my my daughter was like pre, preschool age and my son was just, in like year one or something and like they have no attention span they're very very loud have no attention span and like they're either running around like crazy or exhausted and like flopping Mm. or you're having to like physically lift them up to sit up on a chair Mm. (laughs) those are the only two modes they have so yeah it descended into just like me trapping them in the living room and just kind of throwing biscuits through
0: through the door hoping they'd (laughs) keep quiet eventually (laughs) Yeah, I think we tried the whole schooling thing for a bit, and then the, the big idea that I'll be reporting and my kid will be just doing her work behind me. And I thought that's a great idea; it will be quite fun. And you literally drove me up the wall within five minutes. Like, Dad, Dad, the computer's not working. Dad, Dad, the mouse has gone off the screen. I was like, That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. You're, you're being sent in. I don't care about any grass or anything. You are out of my. You are out of my face. That's it. You're done. But you know, the school never checked as to who I was or anything. I just said, Yeah, keep working. I was like, all right so good fine. well they
3: must know short sure, they must know kind of they
0: must
4: follow yeah. you on Twitter
0: <laughs> no I hope god yeah you know what I'm you know what yeah, I should be more careful about like some of the things I say I know a few of my bosses listen to this but anyway um, yeah, yeah Let. Le, I mean yeah let's know I mean your education super has a to us doesn't he through Shay? is that right or have I got that wrong or he, he's no, aware he definitely of us doesn't have
3: you given that him way. like a dummy account that he, <laughs> <laughs> is it's like a two hours of whale
0: song for <laughs> <probably. laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. That is a wow. good idea, yeah. So like, listen yeah. to the podcast, listen to that.
1: I know for a fact mine follows me, and she will almost certainly wow. be listening to this too. So please be <laughs> kind. My <laughs> arc could be riding on this, you guys.
2: Maybe you can get a CBD out of this as well. Like, you never know.
0: Mmm. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely worth a go, isn't it? Right,
0: so it's been an eventful week on uh, Med Twitter, hasn't it? So, um, Thrusia, did you, did you want to start on anything particular? There was something that we quite liked to begin with. Yeah, I mean, we'll
2: start with something wholesome. I mean, every week we have to kind of quote Mehul, don't we? And so this seems like a nice one to go with. So, nominated the War clerk for an award and then needed her help to send the award paperwork in the internal post justifying why she needed the award. Um, <laughs> Ward clerks, eh? They're just, uh, aren't they awesome? Powerful, yeah.
1: I mean, yes.
3: I feel like they kind of encapsulate the the ethos of the NHS is in that the best parts of it are completely overlooked.
0: So yeah,
1: like until pe- you sit in their chair, yeah. Or you then know. then yeah. they <laughs>
3: overlook you, and it's
1: they'll, it never they'll ends rain well. vengeance. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I sense. think like the for us the um, the war club was just the, the, the hub of all gossip, you know, like especially around now when there's Christmas parties and all that kind of stuff, like they would know. Like they probably didn't go, but they would know. They would know someone that would know about something that had happened. Yeah. Um yeah, they, they they seem to be then they kinda of seem to be the a fountain of knowledge as well. When I was in F one Uh, Yeah, it was a ward clerk that I got along with the most, actually. And talked to the most every single morning. Just put those notes down, chat them, see what's going on. It was lovely, actually.
2: But I feel like Um, you need to learn about that role at medical school. Like, I didn't realise what that was until I became an F1. And I was like, who is this? She's like the oracle behind the computers. And she just, you know, (laughs) you just like say, and then like a form will come out from over the top of the computer. And there you go. Like, it was just amazing. And this person who just knows everything, like, how have I not heard of this thing before? I feel like you need to learn. It needs to be like your first lesson at medical school, which is like, they'll all know the answer to about 99% of your questions.
0: I mean, don't you feel like there's like, there's real, there's like medical school knowledge and then there's like real life knowledge. And that is where the wall clerk becomes like actually so important. It's like, okay, I know what you learn about, you know, all those acid bases and all the rest of it. But now the, the wall clerk kind of knows what to do with that sample you've just taken, who to talk to, who to call. They've got a friend that knows someone that knows someone. They're the person to go to, don't you think? They just... Yeah, I
3: mean, medical school never really tells you how much admin is involved. Not just in being like in life, you come out of uni and you think like I'm gonna be a, you know doing doctoring, mm. and there's just like <laughs> loads of ad- admin. Um, yeah. yeah, even if exactly. you've had jobs before medical school, I think it's mm. um, it's you know it's not communicated to us that how much the job is just being able to do admin stuff efficiently because you could mm. waste hours like filling out e-referrals or whatever
0: yeah or like yeah, amending yeah.
3: insulin prescriptions or something
0: or putting a day text or something like that
3: i don't think you're supposed to amend insulin prescriptions without the help, help of a
1: dsn are you thank you so very much <laughs> very, nice. very that was nice extremely smoothly done yeah
3: <laughs> tag team Hi folks. so what really, are we talking really about really gunning yeah. for that
1: takeover episode
3: <laughs> i'm yeah, absolutely yeah. i just want to say publicly i'm absolutely not
0: <laughs> <laughs> under, under no circumstances Every time we do a takeover <laughs> episode, people are like, oh, they were so good. Why can't they just do it from now on? And we're like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, Fine, do. thanks for turning up. Uh, we'll just go somewhere else now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that does take us on, doesn't it? To a, another tweet from uh, Med Life Crisis, wasn't it, through
2: So he says, um, is it fair to say that most hospital doctors have completely lost the ability to manage simple diabetic regime adjustments as they've outsourced all decision making to diabetic specialist nurses? Agree, such disagree. Keen to hear from DSNs especially. And that was from Rohir, near midlife crisis.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is, I feel when I read this kind of thing, I do wonder about like, you know, as more and more things are taken away from us, how much more, you know, de-skilled that we become. And it does remind me of when I was doing a teaching session once on chest x-rays, because, you know, chest x-rays are awesome. And um, the consultants in their respective fields were killing it. They were just killing it. And these are kind of old school guys and girls. And they were absolutely, and I was like, how are you guys doing this? Like, because everyone else seemed to be lost. And these guys were just, yeah, that's what that is. That's what that is. And then it was because in those days, they used to look at the chest X-rays first. They didn't wait for reports. I mean, you know, it wasn't always just about getting the radiologist, to you know, give the report. And they were interpreting most things themselves. But I feel as, a, as time's gone, gone on. You know, we we maybe rightly or wrongly rely on more expertise to be able to do certain specific parts of the job, but it also means that you do become more de-skilled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's what's happening here. Is that kind of um, a situation that's happening with diabetic uh, management in this situation?
4: Yeah,
1: Does- I think that's that's kind of fair. I mean, I, I'm not sure that the base premise of it is fair. I think people are capable of doing those things. It is easy to to do it to outsource that work and. And basically the scope of what we're expected to do and know and, and you know understand, I think, has just expanded so much that you can't really be expected to to know how to do every, every single thing. Yeah. Not to say, you know, adjusting some Nova Rapid up and down... It, you know should be outside the scope of anyone's experience but you can't be expected to know literally everything and that's why the referral systems exist
2: yeah absolutely
1: and there's just so much more
2: stuff now right so back in those days it's probably like just using some insulin from like a dog's got, Like two pancreas. insulins yeah exactly. <laughs> like the dog's one or a cow's one whereas now you have got like a million different like synthetic
3: ones or something but- i do think i do think the use of the word outsourcing is quite interesting because it suggests that you're like not, it, the, the mm. SNs are not part of a broader mdt looking mm. on after a patient, that they're not all part of the kind of armamentarium of a, of a hospital team.
4: You're mm-hmm. not, like,
3: f- shunting work somewhere else. And I, I don't know how much of the kind of outsourcing to what you were saying, Imran, about the chest X-rays, how much of it has to do with the kind of increasingly litigious environment that people are practicing medicine that Mm. you need feel like you need the input of somebody who's hyper specialized because if you make a mistake doing something that should be part of your practice but Mm. um you know you're not a specialist in, you'll be blamed for doing the wrong thing because you didn't ask for specialist advice
0: I, no, I, I agree know. with you. I agree with you. But I think mm. um I think for I mean if we're gonna stick with I don't want this to become a radiology episode, but um like Don't you most always want thoughts? it to be a radiology? Or is that just Therusha and no, an intervention?
3: Not me. <laughs> is that colour? <coming> <laughs> an me? intro- I, <laughs> I mean <laughs> in cards. Yeah, I mean
0: genuinely if Therusha could, he could just make the whole thing about collagen. He almost did last <laughs> week with his endothelial, yes, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, so don't pretend um, like you don't know. Don't pretend <laughs> like you don't know. No, you do. Dysfunction. You made me listen to that and I didn't See, cut you it. Knew the I didn't it's cut pretending. it. I didn't cut it. Can you imagine what life is going to be like, you know, for me, like someone's going to say something, I'll be sitting there reporting and I'll be like, you know what that is? That's <laughs> endothelial dysfunction. <laughs>
2: and one day you'll be like, the you. Okay, the pal, but
1: this is a knee MRI. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but my point is like, you know, a lot of doing anything is, is actually pattern recognition, especially with radiology like there is a point where you just notice patterns right and so mm-hmm. uh, one of the plain films I was showing was a skin fold that people always seem to get confused as being a pneumothorax
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: it's always it always the case but the thing is if you don't actually glimpse at it at least once you're never going to take that initial image in and put it in your sort of memory bank of possibility so if you get into a situation where like I'm not even going to look at it I'm just going to give that to the expert. You don't have that first glimpse and therefore we never build any sort of bank of knowledge whatsoever. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that there is going to be that litigation. But just having a glimpse, just having a quick scroll is not a terrible thing. Like oh, you yeah, might definitely. over a lifetime, you might see enough scans to actually be an ST2, ST3. Right. I mean, talking about hundreds of scans over a lifetime. Why not? I mean, that's a, a useful skill to have, I think. Um, and maybe that's the case with some kind of base uh, base management of um, diabetes. Just doing a little bit a uh, little bit of this stuff can um, mean that you've got some sort of base knowledge in that area, rather than just palming off to someone else. True,
2: but well, I guess like there, yeah. there have been studies, haven't they? Like I know for like heart failure, it used to be like a common cardiology. Here we for, go. like go. Please come and optimize. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Please come <laughs> and optimize the person's heart failure medication. And I swear, when I'd see optimize, like I just inside, like, part of me would just be like, know, optimize even... Oh, but, but, like, yeah. there, there was, like... And then people would quote that there was a study that showed that if you had specialist team input, whether it's diabetes or cardiology or whatever, then people did better than if you it was just... if you are managed by a general team. Oh, I, do,
1: I was just going to agree. Like, at the end of the day, I mean, there is a patient at the middle of it. Oh my god! Hashtag
0: be kind. Hashtag be kind. Hang
4: on. Oh my god. You know so this
0: good. is you know this is why you know Bethan's edge coach supervisor is listening because you saying all the right things. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just she's been reflecting. Yeah. Oh, okay, so like, hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I no, I, I yeah
0: that, that is that is true. That is true. Yeah. So, Bethan, you carry on. Yeah, tell us. Tell us about the uh, patient coming first. Then go for it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I guess
1: you know, being a, a budding geriatrician. Uh, hashtag Jerry's life. Oh, um, obviously. <laughs>
4: you...
1: <laughs> what was that? You used a w- weird sound. You used a
3: cursed word, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. that's why. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, said, I was. Yeah.
1: I was going to get cancelled but I wasn't <laughs> expecting it this early on in the podcast. <laughs> um yeah, I I mean it's I think it's all well and good to say everybody should know everything but I suppose given that everyone will have gaps in their knowledge, you've got to just use the people you have to make sure that the patient gets the out- best outcome, don't you really? Mm.
0: But I mean, you know, there is the argument of like, when when do you kind of draw the line, right? And I think Farbod actually uh, did a tweet about, you know, certain lines being drawn at certain aspects of patients care. And I'll just read, what, read out what Farbod said. Uh, he said, ah, we can we can no longer meet the care needs excuse. Somehow, once they pass the threshold of acute hospital, they are no longer the responsibility of the carers. It always seems to occur most around mostly around weekends and holidays. Not that I'm cynical, of course. Um, and it's quite an interesting take about, I mean, I definitely experienced the, you know, the, I think people coined it later as what, granny granny dumping, which is a, a horrendous yeah. phrase to use. Mm. But it was a phenomenon that I personally did notice when I was doing the A&E placement all those years ago, that around, yeah, Christmas time, all of a sudden, it did feel like a lot of older people were turning up to hospital. And, you know, I was having to make that phone call to the to the med reg um, saying, yeah, I don't really have much else to say, but... Um, You're going to have to take this one because et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Thrusha, you've been in that situation, haven't you?
2: Yeah. I mean, just to say this isn't Farboard pointing it out. I think he was kind of Mm. expressing this sentiment after someone else had Mm. expressed surprise at the behavior. So he said, how is it that care homes can refuse to have a patient come back to them following an A&E visit? And so sometimes what will happen is they'll get, a patient will get sent in with a slightly spurious indication. And then when you want to send them back, the care home will say, oh, no, Mm. no, they they no longer fit our remit. And then you're like, what? Mm. But they were with you maybe an hour ago. Um, and that and was then, Dr. You know, Dean, wasn't it? He he did the original yeah. tweet, and then Farbod yeah, has replying us. to that. And, um,
0: yeah, so that sounds like a line's been drawn, hasn't it? I mean, um, yeah. What do you guys think? I mean, it's a it's a difficult situation, right? Because how do you make that referral? I mean, a lot of medreggers up and down the country are probably beginning, going to be getting that referral now, aren't they? I mean, Beth, and you—you're probably going to be recipient of some of these patients along the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah have you noticed that? I mean, yeah. We,
1: yeah, we already already are obviously, but it's just it's just so rubbish but I mean it is it's reflective of the kind of lack of backup out in the community isn't it as much as anything you know Mm. if clearly you know not I'd like to think that not all kind of nursing homes or whatever are out to kind of take the mick and Mm. you know deflect work onto acute trusts or whatever um but there must be something in the run-up to that that Tips them over the edge in yeah, terms absolutely. of unmet care needs. And obviously, if they don't have the support out there, then whether there's medics or there's the safety net for everybody in the end. I mean, to be fair, that's probably not the
2: like worst. that's not going to be the worst referral you'll get. I mean, surely there are the other ones where they're like, yeah, there's no transport to take them back. You're like,
1: okay. And <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. an absolute classic. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So pay. I don't know. I, I can't remember that happening, but yeah, fair enough. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's not great. It is happens it? where there's
1: <laughs> not like an OBS unit in ED Mm. sometimes that's a place where they can crash but at the moment that's become our major's overflow so there's just nowhere other than AMU
0: it's a shame that, like, these patients aren't able to go back home where they, wherever they are and stuff and um, be looked after because of things like transport or, you know, some, something that's logistical yeah. rather than anything else, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. the issue that's, um, that's happening here, isn't it? Um, which is a real shame. OK, well, I mean, those kind of things, you know, those kind of referrals used to make me angry. And speaking of which, there
2: was a really interesting thread from Xander where he talked about, you know, uh, <laughs> an, a note written in anger... <laughs> <laughs> um, and so let's quote, let's, quote, let's quote the big man himself so Xander says when someone documents something angrily in the patient's notes we've all been there well I've definitely been there this is destri- demonstrably false okay I didn't do that though and suggests that you've not performed <laughs> your duties you have to approach it right um, patient was not clerked overnight imagine uh, but it made me think I mean obviously that that kind of whole thing's really vindictive but it made me think about those notes that you sometimes write when, you know that can be a bit passive aggressive do you have yeah, any like, stories on that guys?
0: God, I mean, I, I know that when I first started training, I used to you know, get quite upset about some of the, what I felt were um, not very good referrals coming through. And I think a few times when I tried to say no, then it would just escalate. And then some people used to get upset and start having a go. And then I think what I may, I may have done this and I apologize in advance and pe- people are not gonna like it. But um, I wrote a really, really long report, like a really long report, very, very detailed to my every single thing. and went on the conclusion I wrote as above. <laughs> Because really? I knew it'd wind them up. I know it's a terrible and I feel bad about it. Now. I shouldn't have done it. Um because you know, part of my job is to sort of get those findings and put it into a succinct kind of conclusion for everyone to, to understand. And um, I was just being a little bit silly. So that was my version of the being funny a thing
2: bit. is, is like you like think that that was some like drop the mic <laughs> thing. Like oh my god, that person's gonna like, wake up in the middle of the night and be like with yeah, sweat. So to be, like, I can't believe that radiologist did it to me. Whereas that that whoever that was just scanned it and was like, no P, good done.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so true. Like, it's so, so, so true. Angrily, like,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, it's so doesn't... true. It is, it's actually so true. Like in my mind, it was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I not tell them right about broken. the pancreas,
3: yeah. even though they didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> That'll That'll
4: show him.
0: him. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, so, I, this is why I think like radar is so minor. I think this is probably part of the reason why I got into <laughs> a lot of trouble when I was training because I, I kind of went into it kind of half knowing what it was, and then when I sat there watching other people report, I was like. <laughs> is this it? <laughs> and then, and then Kazani would be like, what do you mean? Is that it? I mean, this is a very important job. They're writing reports. are so like, yeah, but we're not really, okay, fine, whatever. Let's just carry on, <laughs> just write a conclusion. I'll, 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 I'll go with this. Yeah, let's do it. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Natalie, did you ever write anything sort of a, a slightly aggressive in notes, letters, anything um- like that?
3: I've definitely I've been the, the I'm quite thin skinned, so I'm I'm probably more likely to remember being the recipient or e- even Aww. like an indirect recipient. Aww. So it's my team, and some <sighs> like night sho has written something like day team has not like chased something very very minor and like hmm. underlined not about 16 times (laughs) and then i've obviously (laughs) taken it to heart and felt the need to like think about it and internalize i'm really not cut out for that sort of thing so um i have i am a prolific note taker though um Mm. which you know having worked a lot of jobs in surgery you'd expect i would have kind of not been but i'm sort of a full page writer always bring a a clean continuation sheet when you finish oh, no, the page oh um, yes that's going
0: to make Trisha very happy he's you're always good. You're one of the that. good ones yeah mm. you know fresh well, continuation sheet you said that a few mm. times if there's yeah. one
3: thing I hope to take away from my medical career when I retire, <laughs> it's the fact that I always provided a clean continuation sheet.
0: <laughs> yeah, Invaluable. we staple it to you. Because as your
3: Beth in sure that bed head. said. And always,
0: <laughs> yeah, and the headstone. It's important
3: to remember there's a patient at the center <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that'd be Beth's headstone, <laughs> <laughs> and Natalie would be like, there's a continuation sheet at the end of this hot
3: <laughs> for them to then write a passive aggressive note to me that I will read tomorrow
4: and that is
1: definitely my style icily polite passive aggression do yeah. it is really? unclear why xyz oh nice yeah. yeah
2: I remember once like a uh, so I was with a so it was like um, oh I shouldn't be too specific but anyway I was with a primary and <laughs> we were kind of walking up to the lab, and I got this call from this this consultant who was like oh you need to come and see this patient right away and I was like why and they were like, oh, they've got a really ischemic looking ECG. And I was like, oh, look, I'm with, I'm with someone who actually has a really ischemic looking ECG. So can you, and the, and the patient didn't have any chest pain at all. And I said, uh, look, I've just got to like, um, deal with this patient first and I can't. And she's like, I oh, know I need you to come right away. And she suddenly went down this kind of road of like being like, what's your name? Who's the educational supervisor? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Damn. Um, okay. <laughs> and, and it was really annoying because I remember because part of what was taking so long about like this bloody phone call was that she wanted me to spell my name out and I'm like, oh God. So oh. I'm like, doing this thing so I was in such a bad mood when I came to see this patient I was like she was being so horrible and I literally like I can only do one thing at a time And this person had like complete no chest pain and they were left bundle branch block, which is like wasting the time most of the time. Anyway, uh, so, but this, I was angry, right? And I looked through the old notes and I could see, and the answer's always in the old notes. And I remember like going back to like, I don't know, 2008 and there was an ECG that was exactly the same. And so in the notes I wrote down, this ECG pattern was present in 2003. So I think it's unlikely to have been an ischemic process for that entire time, full stop. And then I left it and I walked off and I was like, and then I was like, oh my God, what have I done? (laughs) And and like that ward was like literally like it's in wing. So like it was literally maybe like a 10 minute walk back to my, and I walked all the way back thinking that was probably a bad thing to do and then i walked all the way back and then just tried to rephrase it but i left it there because i was like oh do i cross it out like what do i do do i like scribble
3: through it i left. like it. what mm. would the mdu say if i just
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly so i left it i left it nothing came of it to be fair but that was one of the mm. passive aggressive ones yeah
3: that's probably Actually. like a step above though just writing as above right yeah no?
0: I, yeah probably i'd like to think so yeah yeah <laughs>
3: I've so certainly yeah. been on the recipient of much harsher stuff than that, though. Oh, fair
0: enough. I mean, we're talking about being on the recipient of um, feedback or you know negative vibes. I think Law was talking about reminiscing about a time <laughs> a patient bitched about me to me because <laughs> I did my hair differently. You know, I long for this kind of honesty all the time. So. um yeah. So basically, clearly, what's happened here is a patient hasn't realised they're talking to the same person. Ended up complaining about said person to that person. Yeah.
4: Um,
0: it could have been. So, too. Sh- I mean, I th- I quite like the way Law ended that because she was like, "I long for this kind of honesty all the time." That's true. Yeah, it's kind of true. I mean, people are generally quite polite uh, about mm. things, and maybe the way you come across is it is it a good thing that you um, you have this kind of feedback sometimes from someone that doesn't realise they're talking to you? Have you guys ever been in that situation?
3: I mean, I've, I my instinct is. to... A- kind of saying no because like i've been on the so i i've been i've been called fat by a patient before oh, no. oh. um when <laughs> when she didn't realize that i was i mean you know i'm not i'm not slim but um i'm, I'm probably you know well, i don't know i don't know why i'm going down really
4: just,
3: just to what i'm trying to say is that i was also 37 weeks pregnant at the time mm. and she oh i've she, had
1: that the other way around and she she, she
3: she didn't realize um and i was in there for like a completely like i was examining her leg or something she wasn't like she was f- fully with it um and just said to me you're a big girl aren't you Fun, no yeah. way oh, oh, and I was no like way. I didn't really know what to what to yeah. say I'm not very sassy in situations like that yeah what are you so supposed to say, say um, when
2: the only reasonable thing to do in that situation is to drop kick her but like, that's... I think I've,
3: I've probably I've probably been in the UK long enough to have had the reflex action of to say either sorry or th- or thank you, oh, no. and then oh, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm. Is that what I am
4: do not know. Oh, so yeah,
3: I I've just kind of walked out, and oh, uh, wow. I mean it was on a ward round as well, so there were other people there what? as well. Yeah, there was. So there, were, like my consultant was there.
4: Oh,
3: mm. and we kind of all walked out, and then I guess somebody made a joke about it and be like, okay, you clearly you are massive. Um, because you're preg- very pregnant we all know mm. that mm. and like, I, I just I don't think it's ever okay in any context yeah, to absolutely. provide unsolicited feedback <laughs> no. on someone's appearance exactly yeah <laughs> there was that weird thing recently I'm sorry I know I don't know if, what the rules about bringing up old tweets are in this situation like, but there's that, that thing about the the jumper on the wards
1: mm. about oh, yeah. unprofessional
3: a jumper being worn on the ward being unprofessional on somebody uh.
1: mm-hmm. like
3: it's just weird commenting about people's appearances when they haven't directly asked you absolutely
2: Mm. like what does it do like how does that how is that supposed to help in any way like what is the point of it other than just being mean like some Mm. thoughts are just supposed to just stay in your head and those those are one of them like other people's appearances it's ridiculous and i think that's why it's so difficult to think of something to say back to it because you're like why have they even shared that brain fart like why didn't they just keep that to themselves like why have they shared (laughs) their crappy opinion we didn't need to hear it now we all have to. Mm. It's like they're farted, isn't it? Now everyone has to spell it. Like it just wasn't, <laughs> Like it's just ridiculous. There's poo particles. They're <laughs> like going up your nose, and it's <laughs> unnecessary. It's just ridiculous. I'm
4: angry.
2: So, why the? Like why is
0: the so I mean, Bethan, I was so you,
1: keen to steer this episode away from bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah.
0: yeah no, <laughs> it happened. Just for me. I mean, Bethan, it? you were saying that you had the opposite happen to you. Like ha- I want to know what the opposite is. Like it's one of the situations yeah. you know when you're watching Friends and you know Ro- Joey says I'm going to do the opposite and comes in dressed up with all the clothes instead of hiding clothes. <laughs> I want know I what happened that was
1: the moment that you went to <laughs> I,
0: I want to know what the opposite was
4: <laughs>
1: i needed to take blood from somebody who to be fair to them was cognitively impaired um but as i walked into the bay wearing a sort of i don't know how to describe it i guess kind of smock dress that kind of went out from quite a high waist i probably had you know I had a few too many pies at that point in, in life. But um, as I walked up to her with this tray of phlebotomy kit, she just looks me up and down and goes, well, I can see you're pregnant. Oh, oh, for
4: God's sake. Wow.
2: Why did you justify it with the pies thing either? Yeah. Why did you justify that? Right.
1: Like, but, oh, but like, why?
3: It's just a weird thing. I, I and I don't know if I, if I, if women are seem to be easier targets for this sort of thing, for yeah. just like unsolicited comments about the way we look. Yeah. I mean, certainly that example is mm. not the only time somebody has mm. said something to me about how I looked at work or just yeah, like yeah. weird yeah. stuff as well.
2: I had a—I I mean, I've got facial hair at the moment, so it's hard to imagine. But I had a patient say that you look like a girl, which is a bit weird. Or was it like, act hmm. like a girl? It's one of those. <laughs> um, Both probably in that of
4: weird girl. in different ways, right? She might
2: have heard that and then be like... Oh. like do yeah. you know, uh,
3: have... heard specifically what were you doing at work that was gendered either way who knows but I have had it happen there's like a colleague who
2: and then like there's a patient who was convinced that the person who did their angiogram was a woman but it was me so I don't know what's <laughs> what happening there
1: I mean uh, did yeah. you find the angiogram particularly funny <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah
4: it could
1: be it I like me was it hysterical laughter <laughs> it could
3: have been
2: I do laugh
0: when I'm nervous so yeah, it could yeah maybe that's what it is I do find that um I know, especially, well, you know, I think, especially things like weight can be a bit of a, a dodgy subject, isn't it? And I think, um, you know, my wife can, she, she can be a little bit, you know, I, through you've met my wife, she's not, she's not, you know, she's quite a slim person, but she's always, like a lot of people, she's constantly worried about it to the point that if I say anything begins with the, you know, if I say like, you know, you feel like she's almost waiting for you to say, wait. Or, you know, I've got to be very them. careful. Wait, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, waiting, we're waiting. And, she, and I think once I actually said something, she was what did you say? And I was like, what do you mean? Was, what did you say? We'll say that again. And uh, apparently it sounded like I'd called a foul, which wasn't true. I was saying something else, but I've you know, almost gone into a lot of trouble. Uh, it's tough, isn't it, you know?
1: You know that this is a podcast and not, like, marriage counselling. <laughs> <man? laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: you know what? I'm not even sure what the podcast really is about sometimes, you know? Yeah, but, I know. Uh, so uh, moving, moving on to sort of um, bad feedback, as it were. I'm sorry, I'm going to do my best here. But um, bad there bad was feedback. a tweet. Uh, it's hard to move on from that. But uh, there's, there was a tweet saying... <laughs> from- um, <laughs> Please stop slashing our ties and keying our cars just because we are nurses and doctors. We should feel safe after our shifts to get our cars. When you get COVID and you will, you will need us and we won't turn you away. So that some feedback is not... Yeah, That you like that, don't you, Susha? Um, yeah. Some feedback is probably not, you know... Um, not warranted. And this is some of the feedback some of the medical profession is getting as a result of some of our um, COVID efforts. Uh, I mean, anti-vaxxers are scary, aren't they?
2: But like, did you say, Natalie, you pointed out a really interesting, I hope you don't mind me mentioning it, but it was the tweet. I don't know what you're
3: about to say. So I I might not. You're going to get (laughs) dropped
2: in it now. Um, No, it was a tweet where someone had said before before the invention of the internet, no, if the polio vaccine had come out um, at the, uh, when the internet was invented then people there'd still be polio and uh, presumably yeah it's implica- true do you think so oh Bethan yes. oh Bethan hold on hold your horses
3: yeah I mean Farisha <laughs> had a conversation and I had a conversation about this recently because um, I was at the Jenner Museum which is in oh. Barclay and Gloucestershire mm.
4: which, okay. so Edward nice Jenner yeah.
3: who was a weird, weird guy who um, developed the smallpox vaccine, well discovered smallpox and kind of the smallpox not ki- early vaccine by mm. injecting people with cowpox. It's a bit of murky mm-hmm. stuff about consent and whether they knew what was happening. But anyway, it was a long time ago, and he was a you know dude in in ye olden times. So. It was it was fine. Probably okay. Um, so, so, was, I, so yeah. So he so the the Jenner Museum is in Gloucestershire, in Barkley, Gloucestershire. The reason why I'm giving so much info is because it's a great museum, and people should go. Um, mm-hmm. So as well as the displays of all his stuff and all the weird things he did in the garden and his the, this thing that he built in his garden, which is basically like a little stone folly that's called the Temple of Vaccinia. Um, oh. yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. As well as all that stuff, they have a huge display on like anti-vaccination sentiment and a lot of stuff from around the time of small the smallpox vaccines and the polio vaccines and there were like people were leafleting against the vaccines and so like anti-vax sentiments have existed for a long time there isn't they're not a new thing I think the internet has probably well definitely seems to have sped up their Mm. dissemination but I don't think it's a new thing I I think there's always been that
0: yeah, He's always it's a idiot, great museum. Yeah. You should go. <laughs> I
3: have no, I have no, no financial method. incentive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's fantastic for a yeah. nerd like me
0: i want to know about this vaccination temple what's it like you walk in get stabbed in the arm and then you go to the front and give gang like what a, a cube of sugar or something and so i think that's that's what he out. did
3: like he i think he <laughs> thought it, sat, it felt more reassuring for people i don't know like the they had weird medicine back then was kind of a mixture of like the mystical and the scientific wasn't it um mm. so yeah it's this thing that he built in his garden where he did so he he did his uh, like the story of his how he discovered the cowpox thing was that he discovered that maids that milked cows like milkmaids who made not maids like house servants who milked cows Mm. that had cowpox were um less likely to get smallpox
4: Mm.
3: Mm. um so then he basically started injecting he started by injecting this young boy who i believe was the son of a woman that worked for him or something um Mm injected him with cowpox and then exposed him to smallpox hmm. um and yeah, i don't think it went through like ethics approval or anything would I mean, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it. still be Boy, to come over here me. give me your arm <laughs> and it and, and it worked um yeah, yeah. so yeah i guess it's pretty amazing that's
2: pretty amazing. I probably there's probably some
3: mistakes in there i'm just no. kind of re- recounting the story on the fly but the museum's great
2: yeah, Edward Jenner he's, he was like a famous surgeon wasn't he and he also I, I re- remember his name from. he's the guy who identified that angina is caused by coronary artery disease until then we just didn't know oh,
1: it was uh. inevitable wasn't it
3: <laughs> see back, <laughs> back then back then yeah. they were sort of they were generalists right didn't have to call in specialists those are the good <laughs> they
1: could they could titrate Nova Rapid like nobody does yeah. those guys <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: it's it's smallpox angina all, all of it
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: and they'd, uh, and they'd fashion an yeah. LP
2: needle out of uh <laughs>
4: Oh, I can feel something yeah. coming here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, here we go. So, so I mean,
0: Thrusha is um, uh, referencing Mehul again uh, on this second course. tweet. So um, he's basically saying, desperately texting every person I know if they want to do an LP as a training opportunity, but really, I just cannot face finding the kit. That's the limiting factor here. It's the kit. Uh, it's how many of us have been in that situation? I, c- I can't say I have.
1: This yeah. hits very close to home. So oh. currently, I'm an AMU reg But yeah, almost the worst part of it is finding the stuff. Like, we have a trolley. There's never anything in it. It's like bits of, like, fluff and half a chloroprep and, you know...
0: I mean, is there uh, any way you can make that someone else's job? Be like, call the F one and say, well, no, uh, "Hi, could you prepare the uh, LP kit yeah, and I'll be back ones. in a few minutes?" You know, oh, just oh, come. Yeah, no, do... if
1: I'm supervising someone, absolutely and a hundred percent with mailhole in texting it out to the group in the desperate hope that somebody else will take <laughs> it off my hands and do it for me. <laughs>
0: You know, I think once when I was in F1, I, I was doing an on-call and I was really busy, running around and stuff and then I got a bleep and it was a med red. he goes, oh, Imran, I need you to come and do a job for me and uh, straight away, please. I was like, all right. So I dropped everything, turned up and I was like, yeah, what do you need? He goes, can you do a PR on this patient? <laughs> I'm like, Sorry? I'm like, can you do a PR on this patient? It's the last bit of the examination that needs to be done and um, if you could just, yeah. And I was like, wow, man. No, so all right, well, you know, that's it's my value. It's inspiring that he you know.
1: got all the way through to that point yeah. of training without having any fingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, or he just thought, I'm not doing that, not doing that. I'm going to make that the F1's job. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's the limiting factor, isn't it? I, I do wonder, you know, when I do these scans and the CT heads are normal and I say like, L- uh, should I not say this, LP recommended? Uh, and then, uh, and then I think God, there must be a lot of LPs going on tonight. Thanks to thanks to me saying these. I lines. think regardless of whether you say it or not, an LP
2: is going to be happening, isn't it? It's not because of. Yeah, they like, bought themselves mm, an yeah.
0: LP. They've yeah, that's true. They bought themselves an LP just by South by crew, turning yeah. up. Yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: often the hardest part of it though is like finding the anesthetist to do it while you're standing <laughs> <whole> all. <crystals. laughs> wow. Because <laughs> that's the real job of the medic. That's some Twitter history obviously. there. That's
2: that's before I know did some
1: real deep cuts on this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> that would be <in> the twitter <laughs> museum
0: <laughs> yeah. oh that would be so cool that would yeah, be, so be so cool med if twitter there ones. was a twitter museum so, so
2: what things, yeah. what relics would you have in the med twitter museum do you think so we'd have the oh, well, we'd okay. have the bottles LP bottles be kind would be there as like I don't know oh yeah. um, I mean, I'm quite
3: a newbie to med twitter really when did you join yeah probably like august september time?
2: oh my
0: god wow that's really yeah. really wow. yeah yeah you are oh newbie oh my gosh you missed so much <laughs>
3: So,
2: yeah. have you ever seen a tips for new doctors? <laughs> have you seen it Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was,
3: I was there with the last round where okay. when it all kicked off around.
0: Yeah. Oh, gotta love know. those. Gotta love my Twitter for that, that sort of tweet. coming round, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think one one of these tweets probably go down a hall of fame, which got deleted, wasn't it? The, you know the one about um, Barnley boy. You know, is that what he's been called now? Barnsley boy. Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah. Barnsley oh, well, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Tarush, do you want to tell us about that? Because I really did. I mean, I thought that was... Um, and then what happened was that Xander actually had, you know, he's got receipts, and he'd uh, subtweeted him with the receipt of a previous tweet, uh, which was another icing on the cake with this one. Tarush, do you want to go through this one?
2: D- uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, do I? I mean, so basically... No, you don't uh, have to. Um, he... So this guy... Um, likes to talk about social mobility but only in particular ways. I think that was kind of an interesting thing because one of the tweets that Xander kind of put out there was this guy who said, it was about this guy who said that social mobility movements only favour women or BAME Um, which seemed kind of like a funny thing to say. Um,
3: (laughs) Not ha-ha funny. Not ha-ha funny.
2: More like scratch my head and feel confused. But anyway, he Mm. responded to something, say, about social mobility and he talked about being from Barnsley and Mehul, I thought he was quite clearly joking, saying, oh, my boyfriend's from Barnsley and I can never understand what his dad was saying and then this guy replied going oh almost like ethnic accents not being able to understand them and, I mean, the oh. use of that
3: word is just.
1: You should, like, there should be like a little alarm that goes yeah. off on your. Yeah. Are you
3: sure you want yeah. to tweet this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're about to say the word ethnic. So you, just, little paper, you know, like with word, they have a little paper click turned up. It's like, looks like you're about to make a really bad move. Are you sure about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh. And so, I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to respond. There was that little meme with that animal that's kind of looking at hands up like this and like this, saying "Why, why, why?" Yeah. why? I felt like I was just going to reply with that. I was just like, "Why, yeah. <laughs>
2: why?" <laughs> just
0: yeah, yeah. Go so on, like, yeah, so um... I,
2: I responded with a question because I was like, "What exactly are you trying to say to it?" He didn't reply, and for about ten hours, I think he didn't really. I think he did, he deleted it after about ten hours and then went off with another tweet about social mobility. But um, hmm. it was it was weird because it kind of, I guess it kind of stirred up a lot of emotion because it made me think about people that i know with you know my parents and stuff and so i did a thread on it or whatever but i thought your thread
3: was i really enjoyed your thread oh thank you Mm. thank you i I thought it was really it was really well i retreated it but obviously that's like me shouting into the void but um, i wanted to show my support because it was it was such a I know you saw it because it would have come up on your notifications.
0: That's yes. right? literally saying that she's anyway. not that new. To, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Carry on. Um,
3: no, I thought it was it was kind of a bittersweet thread to read because it was I thought it was quite informative about you know reading someone's reflections on how you know immigration and how you become kind of immigrants become assimilated and their parents represent a kind of one step removed, I guess, from that assimilation mm-hmm. and how you kind of deal mm-hmm. with that as being, um, what I don't know. I mean? I consider myself to be kind of bicultural, but whatever. Um, but also it was, it kind of was thought provoking about my own family and my own relationship with my my parents in their, my, with my parents in their accents, that sounds really weird. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like they need mm-hmm. to say that because so, by saying in my own relationship with my parents makes it sound like I'm about to launch into some sort of like Freudian <laughs> thing about my, <laughs> my relationship with my dad. <laughs> but it was like, it made me think about immigration, like my own journey as an immigrant and that kind of thing. So I thought, it was really, I thought, I thought it was really something out of that entire hot mess of using that, the word ethnic. Mm-hmm. um came something really nice that you did that I think a no. lot of people engaged with. I saw it got retweeted quite a few times and people you know, like responded to it. So it was really nice.
0: I, I mean I find it fascinating that so many of these experiences are almost universal with anyone with that kind of background, isn't it? I mean, when you, when you listen to that one, I mean, when I read Therusha's thread, it suddenly made me remember, and I mentioned to you guys already that, you know, there was someone who uh, made a phone call to our house and he said, look, can I speak to Mr. Dasker?" And at the time I was Mr. So I was like, yeah, that's me. And they're like, no, no, I need to talk to one with the accent. And actually I remember now he actually did the accent. He did the accent, you know. I oh, no and way. I just saw, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and you know, there was two things. First of all, it's a really terrible version of my dad's accent. And first of all, oh yeah, my dad's got an accent. I never, I never really thought of that, you know. Like the realization that oh yeah, I am a bit foreign. Um And I almost embarrassingly, I was embarrassed by it, you know. I felt yeah. embarrassed that like um. Mm.
4: I not
3: yeah, I always English. remember. I mean, I'm a I'm a first generation immigrant to the UK, so. Mm. As, so I, I'm like very painfully... Okay, painfully is not the right word, but I, I mean, I've made very acutely aware of um, the fact that when I was younger, my, you know, my dad has an accent. So when I came, you know, I do have some family in the UK. When I came here with my dad, but like people quite openly make fun of strong Greek accents.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I was aware of the fact that he had a strong accent and that, you know, um, it, it was, I, I guess, associated with comedy Mm. accents or whatever. People are also like very open about commenting on accents in this country. I've mm. I've noticed. So I have quite a weird kind of international accent. Um I won't bore you with the reasons why. But um I get asked very very often where I'm from because of my mm. accent. Um by really random people like people in the supermarket will ask me oh. where I'm from. They'll be like, "Oh, you're not from around here. Where are you oh. from?" and I have to like launch into a whole thing, and and then they like go into a weird commentary about mm. Greece and yeah, like, oh they're like they're not doing
0: very well, and like
3: mm. I I, I, I'm, I just want to buy some, but bana- I'm like <laughs> I'm just, <you> know? <laughs>
4: um,
0: I don't represent an entire economy of yeah. bananas. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh,
3: around the time of of um of like the the economic crisis in the UK, every time I mentioned in Greece, yeah, sorry not in the UK, God. every time I mentioned that I was from Greece, people would go into like some commentary about yeah, oh you in the public sector workers get paid too much of the, like I, i'm i not i have not engaged you in this conversation yeah. but anyway um so yeah i i was i was always very aware of accents and um how people like get ascribed. and my dad was often like people with strong accents seem to be treated like they're not as intelligent in my experience mm. so my dad mm. is often treated like he's sort of not cognitively where you know um, mm. with it even though he, he very much is just because he has an accent and um, I tweeted actually I think that my dad remembers coming to the UK for the first time as a trainee in the 70s um, and his seniors commenting more on how his English was progressing or how good his English was than what his um, kind of surgical technique was like mm. and my my mum was telling me the story about how they were at some like old consultants dinner do um and they were all dancing or whatever i don't know what they did in the 70s for fun i was certainly maybe i was just not invited to all just these stand things. still
0: next to each other <laughs> but
3: they were, so this consultant was dancing with my mum and like my mum is kind of of mixed european background but she grew up in london and has a like quite a uh, sort of well to do english mm. accent when she speaks um, but obviously, she. This guy knew that he, she was engaged, or whatever, to my dad. So he, I guess, must have assumed she was Greek. I don't know. Uh, but they were dancing, and she was talking to him, and um, he said, "I must say, your English is practically perfect." And my mum was like, "Okay," uh, like she she didn't really say anything, but like he'd obviously made the kind of, "I'm going to yeah. judge your how you speak because I've assumed that you're foreign." Um, hmm. So yeah, I just thought that was a uh, sorry. I've been monologuing for ages, but no, no, it really made it. me reflect a lot.
2: No, because that happens quite a lot, and so I'm often like trying to think, like i, I was trying to think of funny ways to kind of come back at that kind of stupid. Because it's just stupid, isn't it? It's just stupid. They think it's a compliment, and they think they're being well-meaning. I mean, if you point them out and oh, sorry, I didn't mean, and it's just like just think for a second, you know, before those words come out your mouth. But they don't, and so they think they're being nice, but actually it's really insulting, and it makes you feel like an outsider when you might not have necessarily, mm. you know, you might have felt that way already, but if you. If you were if you were before you certainly will be after that sentence so i'm like what is that what are you supposed to do with that information and so i'm always like mm. trying to think in my head of like funny ways to like come back at that just to kind of just redress just to redress the situation I'm like, um, like oh you know your english is so good i would be like oh thanks so is yours but that's the only like mm. funny thing yeah. that i could think of like in return but otherwise it's just such like an othering thing to do um yeah we love yeah. to other People, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, that kind of brings us on to another tweet, which is in the same vein, as it were. Um, In order to increase diversity in medical specialties, Mm. you need to accept diversity. You can't open the door for black people and people of color, but expect them to strip away their identity in order to fit what you believe to be a standard of professionalism. And that was by Curly Hair MD. Um, And that's another, it's a good point, isn't it? You know, like, you need. You know, this is the part of the problem we're not accepting we're not accepting things that aren't which are slightly different from the way think you people perceive things should be right and yeah. um, they perceive i mean i know that when i go traveling they'll say you know where you're from and i'll be like uk like know where you're from and i say it again and again and eventually that like, no no we you know you need to write down where you're actually from and then i then i you know give in and be like okay bangladesh and then they, they actually i've seen them cross that uk and put bangladesh next to it oh. or something and then they take the bits of paper away And I just thought, man, like you only asked me that because I'm brown. I mean, there's no other reason for me for you to even bring that up. My name, obviously, is not exactly um, a British sounding name. But yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Maybe, maybe that's part of the issue. We just don't accept it in the first place.
4: Yeah. So (laughs) it's like,
0: where do we go from there? So OK, well, a sobering thought, sobering thought and uh, going on from being uh, being sober and uh, sobering thoughts. Uh, <laughs> oh, <Thricia.
4: my> <laughs> oh, this is a it appears,
0: it appears politicians drink at work at meetings oh. while making consequential decisions oh, gosh, yeah. about lives of millions. This is from Senka. Now imagine me as a surgeon drinking at work, unconscionable, I can't even say that word. Why is it okay? That's quite a good use of that word we were saying, isn't it? Uh, why is it okay for them it's to gonna... do it? So I guess the, uh, the point is like, you know, should we be able to drink on the job if we can drive uh, after one drink? I mean, is this that bad that they were drinking while making these decisions? Uh, what do you guys think?
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I would probably question whether they're kind of making consequential decisions there (laughs)
0: because they're but they make any consequential decisions yeah
3: yeah I imagine that's probably not how decisions are made really in in (laughs) politics but yeah I don't know. I've never been in. Like,
2: like imagine like Boris Johnson with a giant steering wheel for the UK. <laughs> and
0: at the moment he's like, <laughs> he's like driving through the trees like <laughs> So imagine. But it's I, not is I, it? I wonder whether there is still gotta do like, oh who, who's a donor for this one? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah so that's so the decision. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, and who who donated for this one? Who's paid my wallpaper? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who Absolutely. who lives next door to you again? Yeah, yeah, like giving them their contract, okay, sorted, there's the decision now. Cheese and wine everyone let's go yeah. for it. But
1: we, I mean that's the point though isn't it? We we know that that's not that they're not drinking at work they're just lying yeah. Yeah. to us. Exactly. <laughs> that that's the long and the short of it isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the actual problem that they just assume that we're too stupid to, to realize that we're yeah being taken for a ride. I feel like I've heard
2: Cheese and I've heard Cheese and wine said so much and a lot. I guess yeah, right? Like and it guess... makes me
3: quite hungry when I. Yeah, it does. I know,
2: they were having cheese and wine. And I'm more annoyed
3: I that they were having cheese and wine <laughs> with their mates even if it was so maybe item. it's some sort of subliminal thing that, yeah. to get us all to buy cheese oh my before God. Christmas
0: oh yes As that's in, the I, I don't need all to buy
3: either of those
0: things <laughs> <laughs> sorry I know
3: I should have been saying something deep
0: but I <laughs> just couldn't me think about cheese let's focus on the cheese and wine Absolutely. forget the whole thing happened with the country have you we eaten any good cheeses recently
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, do you know yeah. my cheese
1: advent calendar is really oh. performing on that so what, what kind of cheeses cheeses are in there <laughs> be okay. We're going there.
0: We're going here, there. We okay, are. Go, this go. is really
1: a, a real conversational cul-de-sac right here. Um, I mean, there's there's cheddar, there's applewood smoked, there's vintage applewood smoked. I, there's quite a the selection. I haven't even eaten every variety yet. I don't think. Wow. I, I've left it, so I'm at home at my parents at the moment. I've left it. Oh, so you're gonna catch the, up? Oh, wow. I, I'm gonna have so much cheese yeah. when I go back next week. You should melt a lot
3: of it together, in, in on something. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Or I could like stack it in different yeah. combinations. I didn't get an advent calendar this year. Oh, I got three. Don't worry, no, so right. you're covered.
3: <laughs> okay, wow. covered cool. by you rubbing it I in have my face. Have one for no you. one loves me enough to get me an advent <laughs> calendar.
1: But <laughs> fine, oh, no, I bought them myself.
0: <laughs> oh um, dear. Did you guys get advent um, calendars? I did. Um, no. Oh yeah. Christmas. oh yeah.
3: I, I remember the, the, the um, Christmas thing from.
2: I bought my own because last year I got uh, a skin products one. So I thought I'd better buy my own one this year. So I bought a protein bar one, uh, which is really good. Um, but mainly because oh, but I regret sorry. it because obviously can, can we just cancel
3: through
0: God, that,
3: mine was saturated fat okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said, oh I got health that's what I got you oh, lot wait, this is the first we had
4: like four different McDonald's is, at the beginning this is like the this.
3: advent calendar version of that episode of, in Ron Burgundy where she like oh, like right. just <laughs> <supplies> <laughs> of curls
0: I swear you know is sitting there with his protein advent calendar you know what he <laughs> sends we, me for Christmas a whole bunch of donuts, man it's, I mean I've, I was very yes. thankful for it I mean There's we've no watched him left.
4: eat
1: like three burgers <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Just
0: the I last hour I've still got one left
2: still got one left
0: oh man oh, you dear. know oh, that you oh, can't
1: dear. store this up and PCI yourself oh, right? well. <laughs> yeah exactly i going to try i going to try exactly. I'll be the first be the first
0: yeah, I bet you didn't expect to see that when you turned up on the podcast. The video from the podcast is actually watching Through Shit Eat. <laughs> yeah,
4: um, yeah. That time, <laughs> yeah. trying to stay concentrated. But I mean,
0: it kind of brings us, it brings us on to another topic we want to talk about, is yeah. uh, Channel 4 commissioning uh, a new TV show.
4: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, a
0: jewellery hospital from Curve Wales, where you actually see what doctors are really up to behind the scenes. Um, do we need another show? So, I mean, this kind of relates to one of the first thing we are talking about in terms of, you know, when you're coming into becoming a doctor from medical school, you don't realise how much admin there is. And I don't understand how they can make this thing actually look all that interesting. I don't really watch these shows because it feels like I'm back at work. But mm-hmm. um, people love it, clearly, because these things keep getting commissioned. How they are making this stuff look interesting? Did you guys they watch following? The... Did you watch Yeah, it? did you watch these things?
1: I think I must have watched the first... Mm-hmm. What, what were they called? Junior Doctor's... Your, Your Life in Their Hands. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah mm. the, the original one. I was at med school then, I think. So yeah. it kind of... But not anything since then. Too much of, yeah, like, Busman's Holiday. I think yeah. I had, like,
3: Great. a evolution, probably. Like, being in late med school, watching them, and being like, yeah, this is going to be me soon. Uh,
4: okay.
3: And then actually qualifying and being like, oh God, I don't want to watch this. Like, this is what mm. I do all day. And then be like, okay, people's lives are not actually in my hands. I'm main, mainly just doing TTOs. So <laughs> <laughs> I did, I remember saying that I found that the can, this, there was an episode where somebody had like seven attempts at a cannula um, oh God, and yeah. watching it with my husband and being like, this is so stressful because I can mm. remember being there like that person and being like, mm. oh, God, what happens if I don't get this? There's nobody here to help me. And like, I'm going to have to bleep yeah. someone and they're going to be really scary on the phone. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought probably that was time to call it a day. But obviously, like you said, Imran, people obviously love them.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. they must do. But I, I, could never watch this stuff. Even yeah, during med school, after like people were like, oh, do you watch ERs? I was like, no. the only show I could ever Okay, well, ever well get ER, into I'm gonna, was... I'm gonna draw yeah, the line at ER. ER is amazing. Yeah, it was. So, I, okay. I didn't really get into it. I really didn't get into it. <laughs> Don't honestly. come after ER. Well, why would you
3: watch?
4: Okay, <laughs> all
0: right. Okay, we're gonna stop there. But the only one I could really get my, my head around was Scrubs because it was yeah, kind yeah, of Scrubs funny. It. It, it kind of didn't feel like watching a hospital drama at all. But yeah, well,
3: ER, I mean, if right it's medical me. drama that you want to talk about, Bethan and I have have just the topic to cover oh oh, yeah. oh wow on, really, yeah, this yeah, really nice. is the takeover uh, yeah go for it
4: yes <laughs> no we're not Natalie, gonna make this a call the
3: midwife stan episode yeah.
4: but
1: anytime much as, you need I, that. much as we would love yeah. to
3: never seen it never seen it
2: what's the what's the hype about like is it What? Well, why is it so good
1: Oh, do you so, really want to open this? Well, I mean, if you can do it. i here all night. I'm
3: just, I'm enjoying the look of pain on Imran's face.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you just uh, write the report, and I'll say as above. Go for it. Yeah, go for
3: it. <laughs> Super passive aggressive. It's just, it's, it's really, it's like, go on, Bethan. You, I want to hear you. What you say for us?
1: Oh, oh, wow. Um, I mean, I, it is, I think, a very female-led show I think that's definitely something to be said for it there's all of these kick-ass women doing really cool things in difficult situations and it covers a lot of like contemporary and historical like topics you know like abortion and LGBT stuff and in know in a way that's kind of brought it to the audience of lots of people who wouldn't necessarily let that cross their path. Um, if it weren't for kind of Sunday night BBC drama, and it, it's hmm. brought the world Phyllis Crane, and what more can Obviously, you say? Yeah. She, she should be the Prime Minister. She That's. Should, yeah. mm. I mean,
3: it's also quite wholesome. So well, wholesome, um, mm. which you kind of need, especially okay. now. I don't think. I don't think we've sold it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> think I, mean, that, I think that, my that, that take
0: was literally like one one line <laughs> about whatever whatever this is. Yeah. <laughs> Um okay fair enough um so there was it was a, I mean we have got so many subjects to get through um there was one subject that I probably did want to go into wasn't it um because you know uh, I've, I've let through show, have a few cardiologists on the show I've let them talk about you know cardiology so many times but um there was there was one tweet from MedLife crisis talking about a radiology report uh which was very very long-winded i'm not even gonna bother reading the report but it was a chest x-ray report which was basically like four paragraphs long and uh, a whole there was a whole lot of discussion about that and then someone um someone that i have interacted with in the past called david little said that um and this is why outsourcing or even regional insourcing are not the answer to imaging crisis we need to invest in training more radiologists so they're all kind of talking about the problems with this particular thing and the reason i'd bring it up because natalie mentioned in our pre-meetup was um No one really knows what happens behind the scenes with radiologists. So for those that are interested, you can listen. For those that aren't, uh, just forward through for the next like minute or something. But um, I do a lot of tele-radiology and I recognize that kind of report quite a lot because when you work for these teleradiology companies, they really push the idea that you need to talk about absolutely every single little thing, every bit of shadowing and something, and they really call you up on it. And then you start getting the idea that, look, if I'm gonna get through numbers, I'm gonna to have to remedy this. I'm gonna to have to write about all this stuff. So you end up just saying, insert chest X-ray and insert chest X-ray results in massive paragraphs and change a few words and you send it through. Um, and so I think um, this is why you get these sort of reports because it's to do with a lot of medicine, isn't it? A lot of the problem with litigation and the possibility of um, missing something or not talking about something and a bit of shadowing could end up being a tumor. Natalie, you're so, fo- you're so asleep, it's unbelievable. No, I'm not. Uh, this is my, this is, my <laughs> this is, are we
3: going back to, no, uh, this is uh, my interest advice.
0: Oh, okay. And <laughs> then, um, so, yeah. And so the answer always seems to be like, we need to train more radiologists. Uh, I don't even know where to go with that sometimes, honestly. Like, um, do we need to train more radar? Do we need more grumpy people like me walking around the hospital? Do we even need radiologists in the hospital? Uh, I don't know. What, do you,
1: what do you Do you even think? leave your darkened rooms? <laughs> I I I'm not sure I've ever seen room. one in the wild outside of
3: an MDT. <laughs> I don't use the word prowling around instead
1: of skulking.
0: <laughs> Wait, uh, I mean, I'm mostly in my, in my office, in my house, on TikTok doing uh, stupid videos. I guess, I mean, the first <laughs>
3: obvious question is, Are there the numbers of people wanting to become radiologists or even doctors wanting to go into training programs
0: at the moment? Well, this is the problem, right? I think people don't understand what we do. We should have a TV show, yeah, that follows Wade Olster
4: Isn't that what your TikTok
0: is?
3: Imran Lasker, your scan in his
4: hands. (laughs) (laughs) It would literally
0: be like, oh, this is my favourite one. N A D. Enter. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it does seem to be quite competitive to get in from what I understand. It must have been got more competitive since I applied anyway, because um, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. People keep saying, out, you know, people keep gunning outsourcing and then people saying we need to get more radiologists. But what they don't understand is that when you've got a company uh, that is outsourcing these GANs, they're actually using radiologists from the UK. Most of them, the vast majority of them are UK radiologists. So what's actually happening is people like me, yeah, can't finish work and then come home or I might be at home and just turn the desk and switch on the other <laughs> computer and
1: then, is this kind of stop... like the law situation where you just have different hair <laughs> like,
4: exactly. like way better
1: do you write and passive now... aggressive notes to yourself other <laughs> e-
0: you know what I did do you know what I have done on my on my um the calendar I've written like notes to myself from my past self is that really sad <laughs> It, it, it genuinely, like I think. Imran, um, yeah, if you're
3: well, reading I'm, this, I hope you're
0: happy. <laughs> Hang in I there. hope you're alive. Well done. You're 40 years old. How many kids do you have? And yeah, it's really silly. You're a radiologist now. A,
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you actually finish training? Did it yeah. happen? Um, oh. Yeah, I, I do do that. And um, actually, I've got one on my CCT date, which uh, kind of pops up. And every time it's like, Imran, you CCT'd, congratulations, man. I'm like, yeah, well done, past Imran. Oh, that's really um, so nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. su- Surprisingly,
4: <laughs> surprisingly yeah. wholesome.
0: That's yeah. so nice. Well, I'm capable of being wholesome sometimes, it seems. I'm a yeah. dog-hating all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But up. yeah, you know, what people don't realise is that the people that are doing the, the scans for the outsourcing companies are UK radiologists. Like, I've reported loads of scans for loads mm. and um, I could never get a job at you. I even take one look at my CV they'd be like it's like one page long what's it doing here? but <laughs> you know I report a lot of scans for them um, and so it just makes you think that okay so that must mean there's a lot of capacity there that for oh. people who are already trained to continue to do reports so actually the problem is probably the job plans and that's going to be an un- unpopular thing to say but yeah, we're not. I don't think we're using the in house radiologists enough or incentivizing them enough. And I could go into incentivization and all that kind of thing, but again, that's gonna be my bad takes on uh capitalism and all that kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> just so that if anyone's wondering why you get bad reports sometimes that are very, very long, um, it's that it's because they're teleradiologists who are just trying to make sure that they don't, they don't get a discrepancy on something and they they right. encourage it, they do, they really do. Mm. So, um, yeah, moving yeah. on.
2: God. Moving uh, on. So there was a tweet from uh, Michael Owen, which I thought was like. Uh, I was awesome. wondering when this was going to come up. Speaking about just, <laughs> just focusing on oneself. Anyway, not related. Yeah. or what Could it be? Um, so uh, Emma R- Redi- Raducanu. Oh
1: my- Raducanu.
2: Raducanu. Oh my God! I was worried that I was really going to Say it right, please. Um, yeah. She uh, she won. Congratulations! She won Sports Personality Woo. of the Year. In case she's listening, yeah. Well done. Um my- <laughs> a big fan I so it. I
4: hear
2: <laughs> but Michael Owen tweeted about it in this kind of uh, way so if, if anyone South who knew-
4: congratulatory. yeah
2: so, so there are people like thinking about this think about this there are people out there who will not know who Michael Owen was or is um, and it's fair enough to be honest but anyway he's, he was a footballer who <laughs> was like a kind of big deal when he was 18 and then blew both his hamstrings or whatever but like he seemingly even now long after he's retired was making this whole achievement of this person from a sport completely unrelated to his own about him so he posted a tweet saying congratulations to Abba, uh, M- Abba Emma Raducanu <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. I was on a rant as well. I've just lost my flow. He thoroughly deserves to be crowned Sports Personality of the Year 2021. I'm just going to plough on. Makes me feel very old and that she's the same age as I was way back then in 1998. And he's posted this picture of himself. And... So, I mean, there's that self congratulatory like making this about him thing. But the amazing thing about this thread, which I really recommend you guys looking into, so it's on the 19th of December, 9.02pm with the replies. (laughs) Do you guys want to comment on the replies and rescue me from this?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. These, These are one of the situations where you think, you know, a lot of time, you know, we may come across, we're not proud of like... British public behaviour and all that kind of thing oh, and man. there are plenty of things to yeah. be not proud of I get that but sometimes you've got to give him a high five big hug I, I love that you are as British as this because people started tweeting highlighting the fact <laughs> that he's gone and just talked about himself like hi yes I agree as well you know here's a picture of me having a sandwich at that, <laughs> at that time or something They just, at 18 years old here's a picture of me at 18 years yeah. old in a club doing very little it was just brilliant wasn't it I mean what did you, what did you guys think
1: I mean the original tweet was just a masterclass in having no self-awareness whatsoever.
4: Mm. But the, yeah,
1: though the replies... yeah, You're right, it genuinely made me a little bit proud to be British, yeah. even yeah, if the honestly. only ways in which we excel are kebab eating and <laughs> yeah. just the most Sarcassion. insane, self-deprecating humour. Yeah. I've never yeah. had a kebab.
3: You what? what? No way.
1: Uh, okay,
3: I wasn't wow. expecting for like the pity in your voice when I said, when I said that. <laughs> but like...
0: What, why? Why not?
3: You're, why? I, well, you're thinking you're from Greece. You must have had a kebab, aren't you? I was. Well, I was actually thinking that, that. Was, I was. That I'm was, sorry. That was saying
0: it may
3: have. Yeah. But I
0: decided to not vocalise that thanks to <laughs> the incredible amount of learning I've but done through this podcast. Seeing,
2: seeing <laughs> as you've brought it up though, what
3: would the answer to yeah. the question be? <laughs> so, so the the kebabs that you that the british eat in in this country are not recognizable as any food reproducible uh. <laughs> in greece
0: oh in any bad. way so it's not
4: pure like it's not chicken, just a purity chicken. we're talking Masaya. about completely okay.
3: different so the oh. ones in greece are kind of chicken yeah. or pork the ones yeah. here are question yeah. <laughs> mark Camel meat query meat really yeah, um it's just completely different things so i've never had a british kebab it can only be just de- described mm-hmm. as a british kebab ever it just mm. uh, it doesn't seem Do
4: sorry I don't thing? know what,
3: I, I really should have taken something else from this tweet but <laughs> this is the cheese thing again isn't
0: it yeah. <laughs> and it's very good that you have done I mean so if there was a kebab thing at work you you wouldn't want to feel like you need to steal that food would you <laughs>
3: I would never steal food, especially not if it had been labelled with someone else's name on a paper bag.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Because then I would be a food
3: thief. Although there was a surprise tweet from somebody else on Twitter um, this week who actually did end up being a food thief.
1: Oh, that was Mm. very enjoyable. What was that? Uh, It was Chris, wasn't (laughs) it? it? Cardio Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Who
3: apparently... Bobby Balmoral. So, so, um, yeah... So, sorry. I'm so sorry. So, first of all, the
0: tweet was from Yasmin, wasn't it? The original tweet was from Yasmin. So, Mm -hmm. Crystal Yasmin's clip. (laughs) What?
4: No. <laughs> okay oh, hey, let's just go I from the beginning so
0: uh, Yasmin, who was uh, hosted our episode last week who've also again someone has said why don't you just take over the show thank you very much for that feedback uh if you work at chelsea and westminster and thought it was funny to steal my dinner from i could almost read this in her voice uh from the doctor's mess <laughs> fridge but you, you should this is another one of those moments where you should absolutely not do that <laughs> no <laughs> i won't. get in the sea um, yeah, it's probably what she should have said. But yeah, so someone's stealing people's food at work, and so you're saying that um, someone else from Med Twitter. No, so um, this,
3: what? so I'm gonna have to clear his name now. Um, <laughs> okay. just... It
1: so, was accidental.
3: Yeah, so apparently he asked somebody at work <laughs> if he was like he the the ra- packets of ramen in I don't know the kitchen or whatever belonged to him, and if he could have one, and the guy said yeah. Of course. So Chris ate it, and then the guy said, haha, actually, they're not mine. I don't know whose they are,
4: or whatever.
1: <laughs>
3: so, so he was like, oh my God, like, I am the That's thief. Um, wow. So I really felt for him, but, you know, obviously not as much as I did for the original <laughs> tweet, yeah. which was just, she also got a load of crap that was just.
1: attracted the biggest cesspool of yeah. reply guys so unexpected.
0: Yeah. yeah. unexpected. I mean, yeah. I mean, someone steals your food. Why do you need to reply to this? What, what what, was one of them? There was something like, try to explain it away. Yeah. You know, when someone, it was like the standard replies, let's just try and explain like maybe it. Maybe they it was didn't a know it was
3: yours and she's yeah, like, it's yeah. in yeah. a maybe paper bag with my name on it. And then some guy was like, there's a Carluccio's across the street. Why don't you yeah. just go there oh. and get a sandwich? God. I don't know. Because that... like, I brought my you
2: own, brought own food. food. Yeah, why
0: should yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's a strange thing. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't actually predict those replies. I mean, someone stole your food, they stole your food and then you're going to try and explain it away. It's a standard sort of replies that you get in sort of med Twitter or Twitter in general, right? Like just... How um, yeah? How people are gonna you know reply to this kind of stuff is crazy. Talking about the ramen thief, uh, he tweeted I'm, he tweeted I'm this so company's been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> this company's been exposed three times every year for the last ten years, and yet they remain the quarry of choice for lots of business. <laughs> this is a waste of news. So uh, he's coming out with the, the good content, uh, complaining about Hermes uh, basically throwing around packages, uh, not really caring about the packages that they're delivering. We've, and we're coming up to Christmas now, aren't we? And we've all been there, haven't we? We've, yeah, we've had, I mean, where's the strangest place you found your, your stuff delivered? I
2: mean, I've had one on, on top of a bin. Um,
3: I've had, so I found them in my, in my bin before.
0: Oh, wow. Oh. Oh. Yeah that's a safe place um, i guess unless it's been there and yeah
1: i yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think once like um i came into the house and then something something got delivered and uh, they wrote, uh, they said, like, I threw it, at least they said, I threw it into the garden. You know? <laughs> and, you, and I looked and it was like, um, it was quite, something quite light and quite balloony. And it was just flying around in the wind in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at it like, I mean, you can't, yeah, I mean, it's there. Thanks, not, And I was just flying around in the garden. Like, it looked weird. Very oh, right? good. Very you know? good. Um, but I've heard of all sorts of things getting broken. I mean, these guys leave things behind our bins all the time. Once actually I was at work and um, I think I didn't realize, but I bought um, some cake and it got delivered while I was at work. And it's one of these particularly hot days. And I had to literally, you know, I was like, oh God, that's going to stay in the driveway. I can't, I can't, what am I going to do about it? And left it underneath the car. Mm. So I had to like in the middle of the list, yeah, I, I kind of managed to call people in early, like, get, you know, get that done. And then I managed to find a gap to get away for just oh my a bit. God. I, thankfully, I didn't live that far. At that time, I didn't live far away from work. So I managed to get back and literally come into the house, throw in the fridge and get back out again and get back in time for the next patient. That's so funny. Um, but, you know, you had to take the vase me- of Yeah, there's measures to save
2: that cake. It's, uh, you know, worth it. Worth yeah, it, you but. can't
0: yeah, you can't let a good cake go. I mean, yeah.
2: so there are a few, the few treats I feel like we should squeeze in there. Notably, so mm-hmm. there, there was um, there's a tweet from um, Mind Body Miko. She's kind of quite. Mm-hmm. She's famous. Is that the word? Like she's got um, a big following. I think because of her original story when she worked as a plastics registrar in Australia, and I think mm. she was kind of out of training. And uh, she just had a really, really ho- like a horrible, horrible ex- training experience there. And she was, re- and uh, as a result, she kind of, I think she's oh, written yes, a book that. and she yeah. talks a lot about kind mm-hmm. of like uh, well being and stuff. But anyway, she's doing an interview and, uh, you know, she's still like, a plastic surgeon and the they've kind of labeled her as so you know like on the tv screen in the interview and they have like a little thing that says your name and what you are and it says freelance beauty therapist now she's not even she's not that it's not like (laughs) that was like another one of her side hustles that's just literally some name they found for her and put that on her as a label
0: it's really weird oh man i mean mean, do you think they just had took one look at her and thought yeah she looks like a beauty therapist and then is that what they did i mean why would they do that that? why would they do that
3: I think it yeah it's probably quite linked to the initial thing about people feeling entitled to have opinions and make comments on mm. how you present yourself without mm. actually doing any research into it and I mean it's people make assumptions certainly in my experience particularly about women
4: yeah
3: about what mm. you do and what you should do and what what you shouldn't do it's I you know it's not unrelated to a lot of the tweets that inevitably calls like, a massive Twitter pile-on when somebody, mm. some female doctor says, oh, I, I was called a nurse today, despite mm. introducing myself as a doctor, and then everybody joins in saying, what's well, so bad about being a nurse? Yeah. It's not the point. Mm. The point is that that's not my job. If I'd introduced myself as, you know, the ward clerk and somebody had called me a physio, that would... But yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, the, the kind of sexist connotation. So I guess it's quite easy to... Assume, it's easier to assume that a woman is in a role that's normally attributed to women like a beauty therapist than it mm. is to automatically assume that she's a surgeon.
1: And I think, tr- obviously, there's the... So, oh, sorry.
3: No, no, I, that was, I was just making kind of middle-aged noises at the end of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other layer of this is she's obviously, like, an East Asian woman. So the fact that it's a beauty therapist... Yeah, really bad. She's an Asian woman. She's got to work in a, you know, mm. It, it, mm. like... They just really went for it, yeah, like racism just and sexism. Well. Say it with your chest. Pow, pow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of relates to um, also woman, uh, isn't it? The tweet that she oh, had. The first um, name thing. Yeah yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, so Weekend Ward round. I'm Miss Hamilton, the orthopedic consultant. What's your first name? I'm older than you, so I'll call you that. Just because you're older than me doesn't mean you get my first name. Um, you know, just the insistence of being, I'm going to call you what I want to call you. I don't care what you've introduced yourself as, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that constant fight for um, kind of demanding your your status or not your status, but your your place in this particular situation that I find. Um, I kind of have
3: a, a kind of alternative. Well, no, no, not an alternative take on that because that was that's sort of rid- ridiculous. You, you are the name that you kind of introduce yourself as. But um, I was having a conversation with somebody recently about what doctors call patience um because i i mean the the culture that i grew up in anybody that you speak to who's older than you you always refer to them as mr or mrs so-and-so never Mm. by their first name so Mm. i would never Mm. call any of my greek friends parents by their first name so it was a bit weird for me when i moved here and like my husband's parents expected me to call them by their first names Mm. it was weird Mm and I've noticed that a lot of doctors when I started working called their patients by their first names regardless of what age they were so they'd be like, "Oh, how are you Ethel or Mabel mm-hmm. or whatever um, <laughs> sorry, sorry those were very specific names solid gold old lady. Yeah. I like that <laughs> or Blanche or whatever yeah. um, <laughs> trying to hit sort of Bethan's golden girls <laughs> Ethel. yeah um, and that was weird for me and my mum my was kind of like, oh, if I was admitted, I'd I'd really not like to be called by my first name. She's still quite kind of fussy about that sort of thing. Um, and I don't know what you guys thought about that, because I never did. I always called them Mr. or Mrs. or whatever title they had on there. Also kind of avoids the confusion when, you know, you have patients that come in, they're like, their notes say Frank so-and-so, and they're, and they're like, well, actually, I'm, I'm called David. And yeah. Kind of um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what you guys... I don't know why I'm doing asking the questions now. This is weird. no, it's
2: good. I like it. Um, you're practicing yeah. being a host, are I mean, like, I quite absolutely I, not. <laughs> Once again, please. <laughs> um, we, I quite, I use a surname. I just think it's just do name. Yeah, I just think it's easier because they could correct you, isn't it? If it, and I don't think it's like mm. it's just. A, I don't know, isn't it? I think when I call them up, I certainly call them Mister or Mrs. or whatever. Um, I wouldn't go with first. I just feel that's a bit. Fun. I feel like that's something that people afford you. But it's not... I just think it's kind of polite, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah.
1: So I, I would yeah. always open with Mr or Mrs or Ms and then ask what they want to be called. Yeah, fair enough. Because otherwise, you mm. yeah, you go down the road of people who've never been called their first name in their life. Mm. You know, who um, have mm. always called their middle name. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. It's kind of... S- kind of related to the always ask who they've got with them never uh, assume yeah. you don't want to be the kind mm. of person like, who I see calls you've got their your wife industrial. their mum or vice versa <laughs> with yeah. you <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: absolutely. yeah I've done that yeah yeah,
4: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, thought, I thought it was a son and it turned out to be the boyfriend <gasps> oh, nice. Nice. Oops. Nice. Oops. Nice. I mean it was young man it was, it was young you, were you being. like nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I, you know, I would have fist bumped if, I, yeah. if it was an appropriate thing That's to do. So but. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh okay, let's move you on, yeah, let's yeah. you on. Let,
3: Let's reassure you it would not have been an appropriate <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly, it would not have been an appropriate thing. to case Your instincts were and, and, instinct yeah. so correct young, on that one. Look, young young man made a lot of mistakes and thankfully there was not one of them yeah. on that particular oh, day. Right. But mistakes <laughs> have been made in the past, to multiple, multiple it. times. <laughs> And thankfully, um, Twitter did not exist. Uh, and um, <laughs> therefore, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I definitely <laughs> wanted to mention Joseph Magda's tweet. Um, mm. oh, oh, yeah, tweet. yeah.
4: So uh, yeah, let's do that.
2: he tweeted that on the 20th of December ten twelve 10, 12 p.m., if you wanted to look it up. A nice <laughs> it's a nice thread. very specific about time. I know, no, because <laughs> then people can search for it and then maybe retweet it and give their endorsement and engagement.
4: Hmm.
2: Um, so today <laughs> I celebrate D-Day Diagnosis Day. The 20th of December marks 18 years since his diagnosis of... Uh, stage four Burkitt's lymphoma and he just wrote this amazing thread where he just kind of talked about the different emotions and the way Mm. his diagnosis came about because he was traveling to a wedding at the time I think and uh, Mm. just you know how the kind of symptoms get you kind of play them off don't you as oh it's this Mm. and that and and uh, it just sounds like well you know what he went through amazing really Um, and I just think I think he writes about it in this kind of like humorous Kind of way. It was a really, really good thread. Yeah, it's a very, it.
0: a very good thread, isn't it? And really makes you think about, you know, the fact that what it's like to be on the other side, isn't mm-hmm. it? And how, because, you know, the things he remembers, the things he talks about, the people that made a big difference. It's interesting to think about, like, who they were and did they even realize they're going to make such a big difference? And then, you know, part of, I don't know, you know he's become a doctor himself, hasn't he? Uh, and a pediatrician and stuff. So, like, you don't know. I mean, he said that uh, he was always, he always wanted to be, but also it helped him decide that this is what he wanted to do and it's amazing that kind of interaction and it's a terrible one i mean it's an unfortunate thing to happen to him but it's it's really nice to read some of the positives that came out of what sounds like a horrible horrible experience doesn't it
4: Mm.
2: yeah there's some lines in there that really stuck with me like i know it isn't always like this obviously i'm one of the lucky ones and then he said Mm. i'm forever grateful for this and know all too well having lost some people closest to me that not everyone survives
0: Mm. yeah it's a lot to think about, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a lot to think about when this kind of thing happens. Um, yeah, being being on the receiving end of this kind of treatment. It makes you appreciate. So this is what I found as well. Like, you know, when you start, when when, you, when I was in med school, I never really thought about the possibility of getting ill the possibility of passing mm. away. It never really crossed my mind. Like I was, you know, young and live forever. And then I remember that, the, I think I was the first week when I sat down on the registrar and I said to her, I think I'm going to stop this. I don't like this anymore. I'm going to quit. And then she's like, don't quit, don't quit and all that. Um, but one of the reasons were because I suddenly faced my own mortality. Mm. Like the fact that this could happen to me. I could be here next week. Like I could be on, my name could be on that handover. Like this is not something I want to be thinking about. But it is, it is important maybe to to think that, to appreciate, appreciate that. Um, yeah, that is a possibility. Uh, and it's not easy for everyone to take, isn't it? Um, doing the job that we do sometimes right and uh, on that so sort a of very hopefully positive note <laughs> um, I mean do we have something positive to finish on or well we just, um... there's something funny which is uh, so
2: Law she yeah, I on. mean she retweeted a tweet that's since been deleted but I thought it was really funny because it was from a comedian that basically said that it's, uh, yes. it's awful it's yes. awful if a doctor this. has Twitter can you imagine <laughs> and then she was like can you imagine if they had a podcast and then I was like, what? And that person did not follow us. But I feel like they should have just named us because I feel like they're just directly gunning yeah, for us. Yeah, if you're
0: going to, you know, tag me, you coward. Yeah. Go exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so what are we doing? Yeah, it was funny. So, uh, yeah, she was a comedian and, um, yeah, she tweeted basically, yeah, about doctors being on Twitter and doctors uh, doing podcasts or being on podcasts and how she would not use that doctor. A few pe- I think one or two people messaged us as soon as that happened mm-hmm. and, um, were wondering, like, but yeah, it was funny. And then she deleted it, isn't it? Because it must have been getting a lot of traction and unwanted attention. <laughs> I mean, she, I think she was trying to be funny, isn't it? She was just trying to be funny. She realized. And, um, yeah this is not this not not work there are a lot of people who
3: just want their doctors to be like faceless drones
0: who just do the the job and then don't exist yeah Yeah, I mean exactly I mean you do I did it did make me wonder about the implications of being so out there and being silly on TikToks and Twitter and doing the podcast and stuff like you know I don't really think about if a patient does walk in and say oh hang on Oh, you know that idiot that did that little dance once, but like, yeah, sorry, How <laughs> but long anyway, I the injection this? <laughs> but
1: this is the first time this has crossed your mind, <laughs> not yeah,
0: it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah it's true, yeah, That's um. True. It's only times like that when you suddenly think, oh, hang on, have I thought this through? Probably not. But I, I don't. I don't like thinking things through. Anyway, as
1: you can. Yeah, tell. we didn't get where we were, where we are today. think. <laughs> exactly.
0: Decisions no. through. God. No, exactly, exactly. Decisions, it just you saw it on TV and thought it'd be a good idea. I'm going to be the next Luca. Literally. Yeah. That's how you look. Um Right. Cool. cool. Anyway, so I think um, we've wrapped on for quite a while. We've taken Natalie and Bethan's time. A lot of your time, actually. And, uh, poor, uh, people can't see that Natalie's actually sat on the floor with a blanket. Uh, I
4: Because
0: she's getting I'm, cold. She wasn't before. She's, she's descended to this. She's had to move, and now she's like on the floor. I've actually, I mean, this is obviously
3: not podcast material, but I actually got behind me one of the uh, birthday presents I got from my husband. So my husband mm. turned 39 this year. Ah. Um, so he's three years yeah. older than me, which is um, a source of great amusement for me because I refer to him as old all the time. So one of the things mm. that I got him was um it's
1: like a
4: Oh it's oh. a cushion
3: <laughs> oh. but basically this isn't like a weird this isn't like weird isn't it? he
1: sits up he sits up
3: in bed reading quite a lot, oh, okay. and like oh. props pillows up. But it's got—I'm sure it's for old people. But it's got like little armrests. <laughs> yeah, they look a bit. And, um, it looks
1: a bit it's,
3: naughty, doesn't it? it <laughs> it's
1: that's naughty. why I said it's not like <laughs> a weird <laughs> thing. But, but it's um
3: but it's basically like a back support. So you, it's really good when you sit on the floor right. because like you can rest your arms on it, and it's got there. It's got back support and a head support. Mm.
4: Yeah.
3: So it's it actually quite. Like right. like, it's
0: been
3: quite. Okay, I don't think about that. Now I will, like a cursed chair.
0: So I will be linking that in the uh, yeah. description below. Okay, so of please the episode. Amazon affiliate link will be down, yeah. down there if you'd like I to got, um, purchase Imran, it and Imran. support the podcast. I'm sorry, I
3: got it from John Lewis. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, great.
0: I'll find the equivalent on Amazon and I'll link it later. Uh, and I maybe, went fancy. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, honestly, we do we do appreciate every single guest that we've had. Uh, well, you guys put an and... extraordinary amount of work into this. So, oh,
1: thank you. so much work. Yeah, I don't know whether it's... More.
0: Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, maybe we should be doing something else. I don't know. I don't know, Thrusha. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's a good fun. I mean, Thrusha and I have enjoyed um, uh, keeping up on Med Twitter anyway. I think we'll be talking a lot. Uh, about stuff. I mean, part of the, how this began is because we were talking to each other. And I think I won't name the exact event, but there was a particular Twitter event that happened where we ended up talking about it for a long, long time. And we had such a funny conversation. I thought we should record these. This is just so funny. And that was a part of what uh, caused this entire thing to happen. Yeah. But anyway, um, maybe that'll be an origin story uh, one day. So um, anyway, so uh, super
3: superhero, no one knows. Wow. No, exactly. Well, either well, I've, I've still got a
0: picture I, I... I feel like the supervillain these days. I do feel like the supervillain these days. Someone tweeted at me calling me the Grinch. Did uh. you see that tweet? <laughs> no, it's because uh, it's because I wrecked Christmas for my kids. Apparently, uh, by oh yeah, you no, know, I, I heard week.
3: that in the last yeah. episode. But yeah, we I'll had some tense again, moments. In case. My, I think my son's just getting to the age where it's all about to start unraveling soon.
0: Uh, oh wow. <laughs> that is um, yeah that's a shame uh, yeah, anyway that's um, but you know I think that's a uh, shame if you want I can call him up and do
4: it for free yeah, sure. charge happy, you know, to, happy I, should to. I
0: make that my business I would actually yeah would, you know, give me five and I'll break it so this going to gonna be kids. like
3: a cameo <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> for oh, your birthday here a...
3: is some man you've never yeah. met telling you
0: <laughs> honestly if I ever get important enough to be on cameo that would be one of the cameos that people can pay for I'll break it to your kids <laughs> the truth about the Oh, the tooth fairy if you the want to halicotan. know about father
3: christmas as above goodbye <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Okay, fine. So um, as always, um, thank you Twitter for a very eventful week. We've had a wonderful one with Natalie and Bethan. I'm sure they would be up for taking over or doing another takeover at some point. Uh, I don't know. Let's see what Twitter says. (laughs) Natalie's shaking her head. Please don't. Um, But no, we've had wonderful fun having our takeover guests. Um, I hope people do do enjoy it and also gives us a little bit of a break as well. Um, Thank you so much Twitter for being entertaining as always. Um, Any last words from uh, Natalie and Bethan? So Natalie first, Uh, any words of advice uh, for our listeners? And, you know, uh, it would be good to to get your words of wisdom
3: what advice can i put i mean this is a, oh god <laughs> okay, also, <laughs> your faces are very close to the camera now. We're,
0: listening, <laughs> totally. we're listening we want to learn from you tell us um about vaccines no, don't i really don't, <laughs> really don't want
3: to do that i've got this far without you asking me that yeah. um I think you should um, I'd, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think about Call the Midwife after you've watched it for the first time mm.
0: okay so Call call happening. the Midwife that's it's the official. advice that's the advice uh, Natalie's saying to watch that uh, Bethan what's your advice to everyone out there I,
1: parting I, words I, I have very limited reserves of wisdom to share uh, uh, I think at purple. the moment just look after yourselves it's it's a tough old time out there it is um, Yeah, yeah so yeah just uh, yeah. hang in there. And, oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, that if you wholesome. have any wholesome memes or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Footballers who have very limited self-awareness. <laughs> so then please swing them my way. I will enjoy
0: this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. All right then. Well, have a good week, everyone, and uh, we'll see. You, we'll see you for a. Uh, we're doing a bit of a special episode yeah, coming up are. at the end of year, aren't we, through share? So uh, yeah, do keep your. I had a moment of panic uh, there for a second. For <laughs> what? We're doing a Christmas. <laughs> right.
3: Well, no,
2: we're not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the right. That's the right emotion. Now hold on to that.
1: Oh yeah,
3: Merry well, Christmas! Him. Happy Christmas, yeah, Merry Christmas everyone. everyone. So uh, nice. yeah, hope you eat some cheese. Yes. Looking forward to hearing what cheese everyone's eaten at Christmas. That should have been my thing. Please let me know. That's, yeah. What yeah, yeah. Cheese so you if eat. you could
0: give give Natalie a follow and, and Bethan a follow and uh, tell, her what, tell her what cheese you had. They, at love, Christmas. Hearing they love hearing about cheese. They love hearing about cheese. So much. Yeah. Really do. They could really, do a podcast really. on cheese. Thank you very much. All right then. Okay, bye. Right. Uh,
4: good night, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to Two Medics and One Mike with Imran Laskar and Therusha Gawadna. Thank you for listening.